0: team wishes you good luck and Godspeed Space Monkeys, blasting off about marketing, development, and especially parallel finance with their head of marketing, Michael Seitz. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's very nice to have you up here. And we had the pleasure of having Yubo on the show a few months back, well before the launch of all your core products. Uh, just wondering what it's been like working on the team over the past few months.
1: Oh, gosh. Actually, yesterday was my six-month mark working for the team. I joined in November. Nice. And uh, to say the least, it has been a rocket ship in the best way possible. Um, lots of hiring, lots of product launches, and we're just getting started. We have a lot more on in the pipeline and, and coming up very soon. So very exciting time here at Parallel Finance.
0: Yeah, one of the interesting things about Parallel is that you guys are designing everything in-house and i think you're in the process of releasing like six products at once i actually we already did so yeah in
1: gosh it's may now so i guess that was in march we actually released all six products for our core kusama based product suite in one day so we released <laughs> a cross-chain bridge a wallet a money market um an amm and a farming platform, along with our crowd loan plat- uh, platform, going live, yep. and most importantly, our liquid staking, which is g- quickly
0: becoming one of our most popular products for KSM. How big has the team gotten now to support all this development? I think when Yubo came on, he's like, we're trying to hire forty more people.
1: Yeah, um, I was I was hired in the twenties. I think I was like, I don't I don't even know, somewhere between twenty and twenty five. I think, um, and we are either. At or about to break 100 employees. Last count I heard was last week was 97. And we're likely to grow. We're likely to double that in the next 12 months. So immense growth happening at Parallel. You guys have to be one of the largest teams in the ecosystem. Yeah, I think next to Parity, um, I've not heard of a parachain that has even close to us. Most are sitting around 30 to 50. Um, so yeah, definitely one of the largest, if not largest, parachain in terms of headcount. So maybe you could tell us about how you got wrapped up in the team. So I've I've worked in blockchain for some time. I actually started at Dash back in 2018 and I worked there for two years as their uh, sort of second in command for marketing as a marketing manager. And then uh, Crypto.com grabbed me and I did PR and events there for a year. No way. And then and then after that, I took uh, a little time off, a <laughs> global pandemic. and. I moved cross-country, so it took some, took a few months to myself to just work on a giant to-do list before starting my job hunt, oh, 2021 fall, and eventually I found Parallel on AngelList of all places, and yeah, the rest was kind of history. I met Yubo, was blown away by Yubo, yeah. and the rest of the team, Helen and Kenny and Jennifer at the time were most of the team, and uh, was just really impressed with what they were building their drive but also their their candor and and just personalities it's a very fun team we laugh a lot as we work very hard and that's just kind of unique and rare in the space always been a big fan of polka dot as well and so mm. was excited to kind of hutch that ecosystem since i've already touched cosmos previously and and dash before that as an og coin um so yeah i just i was really excited at the promise of parallel and So far, so
0: good. I've I've made it six months and had a blast doing it. That is awesome. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what a director of marketing does. And because you've been in the industry for so long, maybe how that role has changed over the past several years.
1: Oh, I I love the second part of that question. I'll definitely hit on that. All right. So as far as director of marketing goes... um, One way to think of it is kind of like, uh, predominantly external communication. So public Mm. relations, social media, community events, those are, those are the core pillars. There's also SEO, pay-per-click marketing, um, and then content, which actually is the second part of your question. I think, um, the biggest shift you've definitely seen in blockchain marketing over the last few years is a bigger focus on content and community. Um, Uh. I often joke, I often joke today that, uh, I'm not really in marketing, I'm in education. And and yeah. really that's the real focus today is creating more content that educates users and helps them to understand how these products fit into their lives and why they should be using them. Yep. Um it's just, you know, it's there's a lot of complex scenarios and strategies especially in DeFi. Um NFTs aren't aren't, you know, any different as well. And so having that content that helps to show the user where they can get the best yield or how they can most effectively use a product is is really really important um and we're we're still ramping this up i'm actually actively seeking a video content producer right now um all of our content at this point has been uh written yeah and we see a lot of value and need to expand into video as well because not everybody consumes content in the same way and you know different different learning
0: styles and approaches I've seen you've been traveling a lot over the past month or so as well. You've been going to conferences, not only just Polkadot conferences, but also conferences part of other ecosystems and the broader crypto world. Has this been part of your marketing efforts? Have you been talking about Parallel and Polkadot, or have you more just been trying to absorb what's going on in other parts of the ecosystem?
1: Gosh, it's it's a bit of... All of the above. So mm. Parallel is multi-chain focus. So we have we actually have an ETH product that's very close to launch. Hopefully in May, we'll see that launch. Okay. We're also looking at other chains like Solana and Avalanche and Terra. And so part of going to all these events is learning the ecosystems, learning which which organizations or people m- matter and, and that we should engage with and try to work with in partnerships, in product launches, etc. Um, so, yeah... Uh, I'd say the first event of this year, we went to ETH Denver. Actually, a large portion of our team was there. Nice. And part part of the reason for that is we were we're we were in process of very early stages for our uh, first ETH product suite, which will involve an NFT money market, which is pretty exciting. Um, And then I went on to Barcelona in March and participate, not participate, well, attended uh, the Avalanche um, Summit in Barcelona, which was incredible very well done conference highly recommend it if you're into avalanche it was one of the better conferences i've seen wow and then april was just crazy so uh, a colleague and i our our lead bd omar hamley and i we left april 5th we went to miami for bitcoin 2022 Mm -hmm. we were there for a week and then we went on to paris for paris blockchain week i had a panel at paris blockchain week with um a few other parachains uh, for the parity panel, wow. and then we went on to Amsterdam for a week, where there was DevConnect, Eth Amsterdam, and AmsterDot all packed into one week, which was wild and hard hard to keep up with all the side events going on. Crazy, and yeah. then I and then we rounded out the month in the Bahamas at FTX Salt, <laughs> uh, which is a more VC focused conference. Um, yeah, and we're we're not quite done, so we uh, we have our first booth at Permissionless on the sixteenth of may and then we also have a booth at consensus in june and and uh nft nyc i think is also at the end of june so we we have definitely been busy and we're we're still uh Still running. Um, but all those events were more a- attendance, speaking opportunities, yeah. networking, trying to find
0: partners and sure, and interesting ways for us to work with them. How do you think Parallel's line of products are going to fit in with broader ecosystem based on what you've seen?
1: I think that one, I mean, already our Kusama product suite is doing really well. Our, um, our KSM liquid staking, we actually uh, passed Lido in TVL in the first 30 days, um, which was pretty incredible. Uh, partially because we offer such strong yield um we offer 22.5% on KSM staking but you also receive i think today it's like 28% additional APY in HICO yeah. and you receive a liquid liquid um a liquidity derivative called SKSM which you can go sell or create more liquidity pairs or or borrow against and farm and and get even more yield and so we're seeing a lot of uh, tension because of that liquidity option um, right. so I, I would say that the way our products fit, it depends on which ecosystem we're looking at mm-hmm. Kusama and dot. I think that, you know, easy to use all in one place is definitely the name of our game yep. and users love this. They don't want complex. They just want to get in and do what they need to do with their protocols and, and move on with their day. Yep. Um, as we branch into new ecosystems like Ethereum coming up, our NFT money market, um, it, it, offers the ability to borrow against your uh larger blue chip uh nfts like an ape or a punk okay and this is a relatively new um product suite there's only a few players out there doing it yeah we've got a we don't have the numbers we're not ready to to release the numbers yet but we believe that we're going to have the most competitive yield available to take out a loan against your your ape for example also, you'll be able to uh, take that loan out in more protocols than other platforms. Okay. And so what that really shows is kind of our part of our strategy, which is as we're looking at these other chains, we're looking for strong part, product market fit. So that can be anything from no one's doing it and we think that they should yes. to it hasn't really been matured and there's a huge opportunity to do it in a better way. Mm. And then And then still keeping that ethos of everything in one place. We actually just dropped... Um, a new UI navigation over the weekend, yeah, which you can clearly see and it shows all the different chains we're looking at and shows some yep. of the products that are coming soon and we just want it to be you know one one click, two click or even no click when possible, yeah. for a
0: user to experience multiple products at the same time it's a beautiful ui um and it just keeps getting better. You keep bringing up this nft fi thing and and it is, it is a new market. I have heard projects talking about doing it um, for, for a little over a year now. How are you guys solving the problem of being able to put a, a, a reliable and honest price on NFTs where you can actually borrow against them?
1: Yeah, that is, that is the challenge. And, and, we, and I can't even go fully into it because they're still hashing out the exact details. Yeah. But what I can say is that we're mainly looking at floor price. Which okay. does leave value on the table for, you know, some super rare ape or something like that. Yeah. But sure. we found that floor floor is the most sustainable and most scalable way. Yeah. But we do have some interesting ways that beyond me, as far as the technical level um, of how we price them and how frequently that price changes. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can share, and this is this is a little bit alpha, but. The short version is, is that most most platforms where you can borrow against your NFT right now, they basically have a, a liquidation point. And when mm-hmm. it hits that, your NFT is sold and you're out, you're ape, which a lot of NFT users are really scared of. They don't have any intention of selling. That's why mm-hmm. they're trying to take out that value. Mm-hmm. And so what we've come up with is actually a two-point point. Um, borrowing scheme where basically when you hit the first point and i'm not sure what percentage it will be yet but it will be very competitive okay it actually just doubles the interest on the loan giving you basically like a warning period of hey you're getting close to this this uh auto sell period but you aren't there yet yes it's, it's actually quite clever i think it's going to be very attractive to a lot of users so but you're right it's still very early there's still i'm sure there will be tweaks and optimizations We're already looking at what NFTs we can add beyond. We're starting with much safer, more price history NFTs like Apes, Punks, Mm. uh, Mutant Apes, and Doodles. But we're looking at uh, higher risk ones as well. And we'll just label them as higher risk for those
0: users that want to grab that value. I can see why you're starting with Ethereum because you have a bit more of a mature NFT market there. But I'm wondering, is there any any plans to come over to uh, Kusama as well? I mean, definitely not opposed to it. I, as far as plans, we're building.
1: One thing that you'll find part of our headcount, the reason we're so large is we're building so many things in tandem. Uh, it um, seems like it. <laughs> it's, it's very possible that this NFT market could bleed over into other chains for sure. Amazing. Um, but you're you're exactly right that it, it has to do with that history and, and really trustable um, prices.
0: So just, just for our listeners, your, your most complete product suite is on Kusama. We have a swap, money market, that liquid staking, uh, the liquid crowd loans, uh, this cross-chain. Is that your bridge?
1: Yeah, yeah, cross-chain bridge just to be able to pull Kusama from the, the relay chain to the parachain.
0: Okay, and you're farming here. On Polkadot, though, you have this other one. You have DaoFi. Maybe you could tell us a little yeah. bit about what that's going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a couple of things that will be involved with that. We're basically going to add uh, treasury management tools and things of that nature. Great. The first, the first product, and I believe is classified under DAOFI, um, mm-hmm. is is uh, Stream Protocol, which will is a new product. It's uh, no, no TBD on when it will go live, but it's essentially automated payments. So you'll be able to designate how frequently you send uh, payment to a specific address, how much is sent out, um to simplify oh. that process
0: yeah wow is that automation done on chain or is that uh like done through a layer? yeah wow really i believe so yes crazy wow okay and then i see here at the top your tvl is almost a 650 million is that a combination across all your chains or
1: Cor- correct correct and it, it's so funny it's so funny you know with the prices dropping recently we've we've actually been at about 800 million tvl since i started wow. uh when the crowd loans went live we actually had great tvl you know the price of dot was like 50 55 yeah and we've just kind of <laughs> sat at 800 as the prices dipped we keep adding more uh assets to our platform but the prices haven't sustained um but hopefully we'll break that 1 billion tvl really soon we've been I've had man, I've had so many announcements prepared for that one billion TVL milestone, but we just yeah. just haven't <laughs> hit it quite yet.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully soon, hopefully soon for yeah, all, for yeah. all of our portfolios. Yes, um, indeed, indeed. so uh, like I said before, you guys are you guys are building out your own system. Um, is there any plans in the future to open it up to third-party applications, or do you really want to keep it tight and internal like it is now?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we, we always are looking at our suite to try to figure out ways to encourage builders to build on top. And yeah. if there's a project out there that had something interesting they would like to partner with us on, we're always willing to have that discussion. Um, hmm. So it's not like a closed door. Uh, we just, our priority is to build in-house. Um, but that okay. doesn't mean that, you know, somebody couldn't build something on top of us if it made sense. We're, we're definitely open to the conversation as long as it as long as it sticks to our ethos of of, you know, um, providing the most simple and easy to use user experience. That's the biggest priority
0: for us. OK, gotcha. H- have you guys faced any challenges rolling out all these products at the same time with, you know, dozens and dozens of people on your team?
1: Goodness. Well, it, you may, it may come as a surprise, but hiring is still definitely the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, I, I recently hired an events manager. Uh, her name is Rio, and it took me about four months to source that applicant. Brutal. Um, so it takes especially in, in funny enough, I actually think marketing in some ways is harder. Engineering has become such a focus for so many recruiting agencies sure. uh, and, and organizations that there's actually some decent pipelines to find engineering talent. On the marketing side, however, for example, I've had a public relations role open since December, and and it's not even that I'm being extra picky; I am extra picky. Uh-huh. But the, I've probably only had three applicants uh, apply so far oh because there's my. just not enough PR blockchain knowledge-oriented people. And some roles don't need as much blockchain right. knowledge, but some do, and so it's just you know it's a balance. So that's definitely the biggest challenge. Second is. In some ways, we're, we're a little bit. When we started, we were a little bit behind. You know, Acala, Moonbeam. Most of these projects have been around for a few years. Yeah, we just celebrated our first birthday, uh, last, <laughs> our first anniversary last in April. April, we were one year old. Right. And so, and even that, like we 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 were birthed as a hackathon project last exactly. April. Exactly. Yes. And yes. so it's like. <laughs> We we definitely had some ground to make up, and I feel like we've we've made most of that up. But so because of that, you know, that was a big challenge too to play catch up as much as possible, yeah. building Twitter as fast as possible, building out our community, our Discord and, and ambassador program, which Leonard, our lead community manager, our head of community, has done a great job with. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's that's definitely probably the second biggest challenge, and then third is just you know knowing what the market wants and how to how to give it best and. And like I said earlier, educating users so that they know how to use our products the most effectively is always on my mind in how, mm-hmm. how do we make this easier? How do we make this easier to digest?
0: Yep, so. gotcha. Uh, you guys are probably coming up for uh, another lease on Kusama within the next three or four months, right? Are you guys planning to self-fund? Or are you going to do another crowd loan? Or what's the plan there? Yeah. You know, I haven't actually heard any of the discussion around that yet,
1: so I'm not sure. But I, I would okay. imagine so. I know we we've talked about DOT. You know, it's way in the future, but just what that looks like. And of course, we're, we'll we'll go back through that process, whether we sell fund or not. I haven't heard so far. So
0: okay. Uh, but uh, talking about DOT, I mean, we have the XEM about to launch on DOT. We've had it on Kusam for oh, yes. several months now. I'm wondering um, about other projects in the ecosystem you guys are excited about partnering with. And augmenting your abilities um, with uh, what they can do.
1: Um, I mean, in general, one of my favorite things about Polkadot is the collaborative nature of the ecosystem. Yeah, it's frankly, frankly, very unique to the rest of the blockchain. Um, everywhere else is very tribal. But even, even organizations that we may have some overlap and competition with, like Akala has a KSM staking product. You know, yeah, we still work very closely with Akala. We work very closely with Moonbeam. And and that's in thanks to Polkadot and the collaborative nature of this. So, I mean, to pick one, it's so hard with so many projects passing through us for their crowd loan as well. It kind of builds this automatic partnership or, or partnering with projects. Yeah. Um, so like basically anybody that we're posting about on social, we're in contact with them, trying to help them to optimize their rewards, giving them advice of what we've seen work and what doesn't um yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a a, a very partnership friendly product for us um, and who knows how we could use it in the future as far as working with these different teams
0: and then how about reaching beyond dot sama how how are you going to get liquidity flowing across uh you know your core your core infrastructure here and then you know solana and ethereum and all these other ecosystems you've been talking about
1: yeah, I mean, that's that's where partnerships come to. I mean, talk, let's talk NFTs for a second. Sure. Uh, we're actively reaching out to large ape holders, large, large groups of NFT holders, trying to engage with them, um, letting them experience our test net to, to get feedback from them of what they think works, what they think doesn't. Also, just trying to, like, get in their shoes and understand what matters to them. For example, a lot of these platforms that are already out and support uh staking your your ape or borrowing against your ape yes. you don't support ape coin. And so it's like uh, the likelihood we'll support ape coin at, at start is quite high. Okay. Um, so yeah we're definitely at least from a conversational level we're talking to many different organizations to try to experience stronger um market fit. As far as Solana, that's still pretty far out. Uh Solana is kind of the next chain that we'll look at once ethereum maybe not once it's live but as ethereum gets buttoned up and starts to be shipped into its first state yeah uh but solana is definitely next and we'll start looking at as many partners and organizations as we can that we think fit whatever product we're
0: we're working on and can we expect like erc20 tokens over on Heiko oh, yes. anytime soon or
1: uh
0: erc20 maybe not on Heiko. Right
1: away we'll see. I mean I've uh-huh. definitely I've definitely seen a functioning bridge. Uh it's just not live or anything like that. Oh, okay. Um but but uh definitely uh definitely looking at ERC20 as as well. There's I mean just have stable like for me personally as a user of parallel, I can't wait for stable coins to be able to exactly. jump in and out of the market, you know, yeah. like there's there's a definite value there. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> we actually for our ETH. Our ETH product, we'll actually have an our own ERC-20 uh, token called Omni. At least that's
0: the name currently. It could change, but oh, wow. likely to be called Omni. So, yeah, Awesome. Well, um, Michael, it's been awesome talking to you uh, and getting this update on Parallel here. Uh, I'm wondering just before we go if you have any advice for people who are trying to market their projects in the ecosystem. I'm talking, you know, small NFT projects that people are just trying to get up off the ground all the way to people who find themselves marketing a project maybe they feel like they bit off more than they can chew what would be some advice um to uh spreading the message about projects
1: i think biggest and and i've said a few times education Hmm. um you have to help your potential and future users to know how to use your product effectively um so that's that's when writing the content taking three steps backwards and asking the most simplified questions about how to use this product. And I think NFTs, honestly, they get this more than even DeFi in some ways. If you join a new NFT server, a lot of times you'll see very new to crypto questions like what is staking? What is a DAO? Things like that. Maybe not so much today, but like in the fall, I felt like I saw that everywhere and it blew my mind that, that how many new-to-crypto users were actually coming in through NFTs. Yeah, good point. So I think, that education, I think that education component is really, really important. Um, I think that uh, the other side is your, your community and leveraging your community. If you have an active and passionate community, listen to them, yeah. work with them, Leverage them. And I mean that in the most honest and kind way, not not exploitive Uh, your community is your biggest asset and your biggest weapon in building this thing. They you know, their word of mouth alone to their friends and family is very important. Right. Um, So I think the combination of that education and community is. Crucial. I know that for me with NFT projects, the ones I've seen fail the fastest are the ones that ignore their community or tell their community that they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, lots of times there are great ideas just right in your Discord server. Um, So that would be my two biggest pieces of advice. Uh, And then I think also um, hiring, I think, is really important to encourage anyone you know in web 2 that's very talented to start looking at this space today we have a we have a a shortage of marketers in this space and we need to as as marketers it's it's kind of our job to encourage those outside of blockchain to start looking at this as a viable career because it is it's it's a very viable career for marketers. There's tons of opportunities.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for sharing that with us and for coming on uh, in this very invigorating conversation about blockchain, uh, everything that's happening outside .sama, and also, of course, uh, this ever-accelerating parallel project. Um, Can't wait to see where you guys end up next. And I just want to thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks, Jay, I really appreciate you
1: having us. And uh, yeah, can't wait to hear this episode.